Happy Monday and welcome to another episode of Coach's Corner where I'm your host, Brandon Robinson. Uh, this Monday, I am very excited. Um, I talked to you guys last week or prior to in the introduction about wanting to go over HR, uh, some of the things about HR, and I didn't want to just give you my perspective. So I wanted to bring someone on who worked in HR. I have the uh, pleasure of bringing on one of my dear friends. I've worked with her um, and... Hopefully you didn't hear that loud beep um, from my laptop, but I worked with her um, prior uh, at previous companies and she and, and had the opportunity to see her really grow and uh, do really great things inside of HR. So with all that being said, Andrea, thank you so much for accepting my invitation to be on the podcast. Hi, Brandon. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to come on your podcast for the first time. Yes. And believe it or not, you are the first ever guest to be on Coach's Corner. So you are, you are the gold standard. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me then as your first guest. Yes, absolutely. I mean, beyond working together, we also used to be neighbors. So I mean. That's true. Yes. I know. I miss having you as my neighbor. Yeah. Those are really good times. (laughs) Like bumping into each other in the parking lot and being able to debrief about work, you know, and you know, that I feel like those those conversations were, you know, therapeutic for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. You would always give me like such great advice, just talking like not only about like work, but like personal advice too. You always are, have always been like my go-to person. Well, thank you. Thank you. And that was unsolicited. So I will make sure to send you a check in the mail. (laughs) So I've got a couple of questions that I want to ask you, you being in HR, I think um, you would give, you know, some, some really good insight and just to help us understand uh, things um, as regular people who, you know, a, a lot of times are afraid of HR or just don't really understand like how beneficial or how HR works. So um, we'll start off and just let, let it kind of flow how it does. So um, I got a very vague one for you for the first one. Um, so in your opinion, uh, what is the purpose of uh, human resources for a company? So I think it depends on that company and what that company's goals and their values are. Mm -hmm. But I think overall, HR should be there to help support its people and making sure that the people are able to succeed and just do their jobs really well, Mm -hmm. whether that's making sure they have like a good environment (laughs) to be Mm -hmm. in. Um, anything from like the facility to how people are treating one another Mm -hmm. and making sure that they have tools to continue to like learn and grow. Mm. And HR is becoming like so diverse. Like it's not Mm. normal, like what you would normally think of. Mm. There's so many different facets to it. There's a whole like benefits world. There's health Mm. and wellness, diversity and inclusion. There's compensation that goes into Mm. it. So there's all these different facets that go into HR and it's really is kind of like the foundation that is running Mm. the company behind the scenes. Yeah, that's really interesting. So to be honest, like I know I've talked to you a ton, um, but do you mind going into a little bit about those? Like a brief description. You don't have to be exhaustive, but because to be true, I wasn't really aware um, that HR had really been segmented that way. So just maybe so some of the listeners can understand like um, what the departments do and just a high level, right? Sure. Yeah. So we can go back, take it back a step further. So okay. Normal HR, if you think about it, it's going Mm -hmm. to consist of like recruiting, 
Mm. Um, filling those open roles and having people come on site or candidates come on site to interview mm. and then hiring that person. Mm. Once they're hired, you go through that like onboarding process, welcoming them to the company mm. and then setting them up with their just like basic needs, like direct deposit, W-4, yeah. making sure we have like emergency contact info. Right. And then any changes throughout the employee life cycle. So if that person gets a promotion or mm-hmm. a title or a manager change, Mm-hmm. Just making sure that HR captures that okay. and then just kind of taking them through their whole life cycle at that company. Okay. And so some of the other ones or the other areas I mentioned, mm-hmm. like benefits, that mm-hmm. really just really does focus on not only healthcare benefits, mm-hmm. but I see benefits as any type of perk that the company offers. So that could be like your PTO, how many days off you get per year and how that occurs. Or if it's just given to you up front, if it's unlimited. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like your holidays, if you have a work from home schedule where you're able to be in the office and then also have days that are more flexible mm-hmm. and also having health and wellness benefits, whether that's like a gym stipend mm. or some type of like wellness reimbursement that you can use however you see fit. Okay, sidebar question. So yeah. when you say health and wellness and gym stipend, can you elaborate on that um, solely because I may actually try to use this. So selfish purposes, <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Can you just go with this? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. So health and wellness can really mean a variety of different things. And I think it's going to depend on the company as sure, well. Sure. If you have room in your budget, you could say, oh, I'm going to have every person has a $25 stipend that they can use for like um, like a gym membership some type of fitness app, maybe there's a meditation app that you want to get involved with and start mm-hmm. using. You can maybe use it for like a healthy food subscription. I know there's a lot really? out there right now, like Blue Apron. Yeah, like Home Shop, any, anything like that that's really? going to like benefit yourself and your family. So wait a minute, is this like monthly or just like a one-time thing? Well, I know that it all varies on the company, but just... Yeah, I think it just varies on the company. I've seen it as a monthly thing. What? Um, and it can maybe also just be like a yearly thing if you have budget where you can yeah. create create something that's just given up front. Yeah. Okay. Let me take a note of that. Okay. You can keep <laughs> going. I'm serious. I'm taking note of that. Yeah. No, that's, and that's also, it's just like a great incentive just to have when you're like recruiting or you're talking about your company to another mm-hmm. person You can say, oh, we really believe in having health and wellness and having a really great work-life balance. Yeah. And we have this program that really encourages us to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, that's a good point. And especially with us all being stuck in a home and, um, you know, with quarantine and coronavirus, I think any form of health and wellness, you know, where you can, you know, help your employees mentally, you know, kind of, you know, be a little happier is is great for any company. So that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a really great step in the right direction. And again, it's just probably depends on your budget too, but you could sure. even do like lunch and learns or you bring maybe a wellness expert in to talk about like healthy eating during a pandemic, how not to like smack snack so much being at home. <laughs> <laughs> or you can yeah. even like, you can find an employee that's really into nutrition and maybe they can do it for free. <laughs> yeah, because I failed to snack snack at home. <laughs> Man, I, I snack a lot. <laughs> Okay. So that that does cover the um, health and wellness and the benefits. I know I stopped you because I, I had to have a sidebar. What were some of oh, the other right. ones that you mentioned? Um, so some of the other ones um, were like diversity and inclusion. And that okay. one is 
kind of evolving mm-hmm. a lot over the past few months, just with a lot of everything that's been happening in the yeah. states here. Yeah, and I think that is just a it's a, just a really great space for employees to feel valued and to feel mm-hmm. safe and like they belong coming to work. Yeah. Whether that's getting involved in a social justice organization in your mm-hmm. community. Uh, maybe creating like other opportunities for employees to get involved and just mm-hmm. having safe spaces for employees to talk about specific topics, whether that's yeah. like race, racism, ethnicity, um, inclusion, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And just making sure that you're at the forefront of this and that you're letting employees know that we are supporting you and we have your back yeah. no matter your race or your color or how you identify as your, your person. Yeah, let me chime in. Um, so... That, you know, obviously I'm a black man um, and you have heard some of my tales in tech before, long before I was able to really share them with other people, right? Like the racism I experienced at different companies. Right. I'm not going to put names out there, but different companies. Um, and one of the things I can say now, is, as you said, there are a lot of things going on in the States. Um, and for the first time, um, and, and we haven't had a chance to really talk about this. Um, but it, for the first time, I feel like as a black person, I can really, I can really be myself and I can really address things inside of the office. Like I don't, I don't have to hide my blackness anymore. Right. Like, and I mean, sure, I was always black, um, but that's not attacked like it was, like it once was. Right. And I feel that people are acknowledging like when people once people said that systemic racism was wrong and they acknowledged that it was an a- actual thing um it made it very easy or a lot easier to have discussions with management and other people about things that are you know uh, inappropriate i mean and you've heard me go off about yeah. how like when people would talk to the entire team regular and then they would come and talk to me and be like what up dog and all this and i'm like oh, okay bro like what are you doing like i've never talked to you like that in life like so why would you you know it's things like that that people now are more self-aware and they want to create a a comfortable space so i do you know i think that is great from a diversity and inclusion and to really promote like you know black people making them safe at work making women safe at work and, and and whatever other you know whether it's transgender or your sexual preference um you want people to be safe you know, at work, at their place of employment. Um, So go ahead and carry on. I just had to throw that in there. (laughs) No, I totally agree with you too. And I think inclusion and having diversity in the workplace, it's it's so powerful right now. Mm -hmm. And I love that it's becoming like so much clearer to people and people are talking about it because if you don't talk about it, Mm -hmm. nothing will change. That's that's true. (laughs) No, that's very true. And I think, did we cover, was that all of them? Uh, the only other one I mentioned was just compensation, and that's just really just that's an overall, yeah, it's just the overall part of making sure that you're mm-hmm. paid equally, and that goes back to diversity and inclusion, making sure that w- we all have equal opportunities and ways mm-hmm. to take advantage of those opportunities with pay and with rooms, room to continue to grow in your role. Mm-hmm. And compensation really does look at what is in the market, what are folks mm. with this um, number of years of experience making, okay. what should we be offering, making sure that we have an equal number of women and men, not yeah. just overpowering us with men in the in work in, mm-hmm. workplace and work environment. Yeah, that's important. And so compensation is a really important part to it too. And it also is 
plays a part when you are getting a promotion and then again, Mm -hmm. making sure that what you're getting paid is equal and fair. Yeah, that's interesting. I I wasn't really aware. Um, I think a lot of people, yeah, you guys, so HR does play a very integral role into a company. Most people kind of, you know, attribute promotions and raises to their direct, you know, bosses or managers um, normally, but it's interesting to hear that they work with you and you guys kind of do a lot of that research um, to make sure, you know, that, you know, fair wages are are there to make sure that, you know, as we're promoted, you know, we get exactly what we should be getting. Like, and so yeah. we're not getting undervalued and underpaid or that we're not underrepresented in, in, uh, in the organization. Yeah. And hiring managers and just managers of people really do work hand in hand with HR, with their mm-hmm. people team, Throughout the entire employee life cycle. So through everything that we've talked about so far from recruiting Mm -hmm. to bringing somebody on board, making sure they have their benefits and then their compensation for any type of promotion or employment changes. Yeah, no, that's good. And so that kind of leads me to another thought that I had. And technically, you kind of answered it. So I'm going to shift the question. I'm going to (laughs) combine two questions, right? Um, So I think this will be... And you kind of addressed it. So a lot of people in general, when it comes to HR, there's kind of a a skewed perspective, right? Um, People are a little, at times, afraid, apprehensive. Like there's not that trust from a worker standpoint, right? Like not from a managerial standpoint, um, and maybe sometimes from a managerial standpoint, but more so from people who are just career-based they look at HR almost like HR can be an enemy or like HR isn't an advocate for them. Um, What would you want them to know about HR, like to help shift their perspective? Yeah, I know. I think that's a really great perspective. I personally, I've never have experienced that just because I've always have been on the inside (laughs) of being in that department. Yeah. (laughs) But I would want people to know that HR is really there to support them. They're there to advocate for you. Mm-hmm. We want you to succeed and do well. Mm-hmm. If you have like questions or any any type of question, any even if it's little about how do I change like my address or my mm-hmm. W4 stand mm-hmm. with standings or any of that stuff, HR is there to help you. Yeah. If you have problems you want to talk about, if there's maybe like an issue with a coworker, HR is there to help kind of be that bridge, that in-between person you can go to and help mediate any situation. Okay. It's it's not something mm-hmm. for you to be scared about. We're all humans. And I think every, yeah. at the core of it, we all want to help each other and make sure that everybody yeah, is, is okay and doing well. Yeah, no, that's true. And so you mentioned something that I've experienced with HR. I don't know if other people have. Um, but when you said if you have an issue with someone in the workplace, like how would how would someone go about now every organization is different, but so we'll just say in a perfect scenario, how would <laughs> someone go about um approaching HR with uh if they have an issue with a coworker? Um and let me piggyback that with sometimes people are concerned um because they don't want to look like a snitch, they don't want to get the person <laughs> fired, or they're concerned about punitive actions. So if I now I've I've actually had this problem before, but like if you have an issue with a coworker, what's the proper way to go about it? Like I know usually you go to your direct manager, but at what point should you involve HR? Uh, in your opinion, right? It's this doesn't have to be gospel, but in your opinion, and how yeah. should we do that? 
Yeah. I think like you said, like first you would want to go to your manager and have like a very Mm -hmm. transparent conversation with them of Mm -hmm. what's going on, what the problem is, and maybe even come up with some ideas of how you can solve that Mm -hmm. and see if your manager is able to take action on that and talk to whoever you're having the problem with, if it's a coworker Mm -hmm. or if it's a customer, whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. and give it some time. But if it still isn't do it you're not seeing any change things aren't getting better mm-hmm. and it's going to depend on how the company has their hr team set up if it's a okay. smaller company you may mm-hmm. be able just to go directly up to somebody in hr and just ask them if they have some time just mm-hmm. to have like a quick sync and fill them in on what's going on mm-hmm. at larger companies there may be more of like a self-service model where you can submit just like an open hr request that will get filed and filtered mm-hmm. to the correct team that can handle that specific situation for you mm-hmm. and then they'll get back to you that way but i think for most companies you can probably just go up to your hr team ask mm-hmm. them if you, they have some time later on that day or that week just to meet with you or just send them like a Slack message or an email asking for mm-hmm. time to meet, fill them in on what's going on and just ask them for recommendations of what they think can help the situation. Mm. No, that's that's good. And I think like for me, uh, so I mean, we worked together at, you know, a previous company. Um, and I think I had, yeah, I had, <laughs> I had you know, <laughs> relationship problems being um, one of the only black sales engineers there. Um, I experienced a lot of racism. So I actually did, I think I talked to, so a lot of that I had to deal with like my direct management. Um, and I might even bump some of it off of HR just because I spent so much time in the office with you guys. It was almost like I worked with you guys. Um, cause you know, you guys were like part of the extended family for me. <laughs> um, and the next company I was at, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't as close with them as I was with you guys. Um, when I wasn't in the office, but I had another issue with uh, it actually happened to be race related and somebody who directly tried to, you know, sabotage my, you know, my work. Um, and I had to, like, you know, do the exact thing you said. I had to go about telling uh, my management, my management tried to help, didn't really have a realm of influence because that person was in a direct report. And so we did start to loop in HR and then they got like some kind of sensitivity training and et cetera. But yeah, I I did have to go through something similar to that. Um, So that helped, you know, that helped. Well, knowing you guys also helped too, right? Because that helped me make, you know, some better decisions there. Yeah. No, that's, um, no, that, that, that's, those are, those are some really good things. Um, So I'll just say I have one more. I'll say, we'll do one more question. Okay. Um, especially with it being late and with you being extra patient with me. Um, so I had, let's see, which one do I want to ask you? Yeah, I already asked you that one. That one's going to take too long. Um, ask you that one. Yes. Okay. Um, I couldn't elaborate on that one. So, when so hr in itself so i talked about like people's perspective of of hr um and and to approach you um you talked a little bit about uh compensation and benefits um so let's just spend a little bit of time that a little bit of time around this um hr in itself um human resources right like just to to circle back um, 
No, we'll, we'll just go here. So recruiting-wise, like you spent some time in recruiting, so we can tackle it a little bit, and then maybe we'll do another one fully on it. But when you said onboarding and recruiting, um, and I, I just happen to know that you you worked in recruiting because I was there. Um, so what are some tips from a tech perspective? Um, what are some of the things that you saw that help people successfully be recruited? If you don't mind just giving just a few, and then we'll just wrap up. Yeah, I think when you're going through an interview process, I think have just being prepared and having questions mm-hmm. ready to ask that company, not only just like about the role, but also about the company and if it's going to line up with your own values and what you're looking for to get out of them. Mm-hmm. And just having really good communication, going going into it, knowing what you want to ask the hiring manager, what you want to ask the recruiter. And also just kind of doing practice interviews too. If you yeah. have like a friend or mm-hmm. somebody in your family, you can just run through some questions with. Mm-hmm. I feel like that always is a great extra way just to get more prepared. That's and true. I know a lot of companies are starting to do more technical interviews and mm-hmm. behavioral interviews. Oh. So if you're applying for like an engineer role, mm-hmm. they may ask you to show some of like your code on the wall or to solve a problem and you mm-hmm. in front of them live mm-hmm. and then behavioral questions will most likely ask you what you would do in a specific situation mm-hmm. how you would like react to it and how you would be able to find solutions and problem solve mm-hmm. so i think just coming in prepared and knowing that any questions whether it's technical or non-technical could come mm-hmm. your way And then from the resume perspective, Mm -hmm. I always like really clean cut resumes. I think no more than two pages. Um, Otherwise, it's probably too long. I know um, most recruiters probably only spend like a minute or so on a resume if something doesn't catch their eyes. So it can go really fast. So you want to make sure that you're scanning out, maybe even put like a quick summary at the top that could Mm kind of be like an elevator speech about yourself just to highlight those most like important things that you've Mm -hmm. accomplished over the past few years, just Mm -hmm. so that it can catch their eye. That's actually good. So kind of, so old school terms would be a cover letter, but so you're saying just kind of like a quick elevator pitch of your of yourself, like yeah, kind of like a, like a okay. profile summary of you, <laughs> like just a quick like it just can be like one mm. or two lines. Oh, that's really and so and that helps. Does that help kind of like align a recruiter to like okay, well he would be a fit, you know, skill wise for this instead of looking through all of his like skills and all of those experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely helps them align to it too. And if you have like a specific set of skills, you can list it out on there as well. If it's a job is looking for sales and you Mm -hmm. know that you have sales experience, make sure you put it in your summary. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, that's it. That's really what I've seen. Interesting enough, um, one of my friends, he has like a whole website. Like I've never seen anything like this. Like he actually has like a website like that's dedicated to, it's like a one page website. It's his recruiting thing. And it's, he starts off with the summary that you said, and at the end of it, you know, you can also download his, his uh, resume from his website. Like I, I, to me, I thought it was like the coolest thing ever from a recruiting standpoint. I don't know how great it is, but I'm like, wow, that, that shows that you're pretty serious about your career. Cause I, <laughs> I'm never going to have a website to hire, you know? Yeah. I think that shows too, that he's very creative yeah. just to come up with that idea and to design it. I think that's really great. Yeah, so I was like, wow. <laughs> I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, I'll hire you. I mean, just off of that alone, like, I mean, I'm never going to do it. But, you know, I think that's great that he did it. 
Um, yeah, no, I think that was, yeah. So that really kind of summarizes some of the things that I wanted to introduce to, you know, to my listeners. Um, so maybe in the future I can have you be a guest again, you know, if I'm so fortunate. I know of your schedule course. is busy. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to come back, Brandon. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's my that's my nice soft way of asking you to come back. Um, so I want to thank you for your time today. I know you know you like me have a busy work schedule, um, and you have a lot going on. So I appreciate you, and I'm sure my listeners will too. Like they'll appreciate this too. Um, so I'm going to wrap up. Um, so for everyone else, um, I really appreciate you guys taking an opportunity. Um, I hope that you find this information useful. Um, and as I tell you all the time, um, your ideals matter and who you are is more than enough. And go be great this week. Thanks so much.